Amen. If you have your Bibles, would you open up to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 11? Ezekiel, chapter 11. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. On a Monday evening, starting the week off right. For some of us, we started the week off right yesterday. Morning and night. Just want to encourage everybody here tonight, if you don't have a home church, to find one. Give your life to it. Get plugged in. Get planted. Be built up by the Lord. You know, the Bible speaks a great deal concerning the heart. The substance of the heart, the makeup of the heart, the matter of the heart, the material of the heart. The heart of a person, the Bible speaks about the heart of a person, about the heart of believers, about the heart of non-believers, what it's made of, what it looks like and what it feels like, what it resembles. The wayward heart of humanity in the Word of God is likened to stone. The sinful heart of humanity, the prideful heart, the wayward heart, the defiant heart, the lost Heart, the rebellious heart, the deceived heart, stone. God saw the human condition. God knew the human condition. And today God sees the human condition. He knows the human condition. He knows the condition of the heart of humanity. Ezekiel 11, verses 17 to 20, Therefore say, Thus says the Lord God, I will gather you from the peoples, assemble you from the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. And they will go there and they will take away all its detestable things and all its abominations from there. Then I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within them, and take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. There's no hope for any of us as long as there's a stone heart in our chest. The only hope is that the one who is hope would get a hold of us and go to work. Get a hold of our hearts, really get a hold of our lives, and perform this miraculous divine surgery that only God can perform. There's no real living for us as long as there's a stone heart in our chest. The reality is that outside of knowing Jesus Christ, our heart is dead. All that the heart speaks of, blood-pumping organ, basis of emotional life, character, compassion, affection, disposition, passion, outside of Jesus Christ, it's dead. No matter how good our heart looks in the sight of humanity, our heart, the very core of who we are, is dead in trespasses and sin, outside of Jesus Christ. Our only hope is that God get a new heart in us. A heart that 
feels different, a heart that looks different, a heart that beats different, a heart that resembles something different, someone different, a heart that works different. Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 24 to 28. For I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You shall be my people, and I will be your God. Our verses in chapter 11 and chapter 36 show us God's great plan and his desire. And it is that restoration and renewal would come to people, that people would change, that things would change, that Hearts would change, that lives would change, that eternity would change for people, that all things would become new for people, that there would be a new heart beating inside the chest of every person, a heart that looks different than the heart of the world, a heart that feels different than the heart of fallen humanity, a heart that resembles something much different, and that is the heart of God. That's the great desire of the Lord. All people have a stone heart. When we get saved and we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the work begins. The heart transplant. You see, at the snap of a finger, our heart of stone doesn't morph into flesh. It's a process. Our heart's stony heart is softened by the Holy Spirit, softened by the Lord, to the point where we realize our desperate need of a Savior. We finally fall and we repent. We give our lives to the only one that can give us life. We surrender completely, and then the work begins. The divine surgeon begins his living operation of giving us a new heart. Number one tonight, he gathers and assembles. Ezekiel 11, verse 17, Therefore say, thus says the Lord God, I will gather you from the peoples, assemble you from the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. I trust that we know tonight that the Lord is working in the earth, seeking to gather and assemble the scattered. That's his heart to gather and assemble the scattered, scattered humanity, the ones that are far from him. And the reality is we all need to be gathered. We all need to be assembled by the Lord. That's his heart and his desire. He's not willing that any should perish. His great desire is that all are restored and renewed. Ezekiel 36, verse 24, For I will take... You from among nations gather you out of all countries and bring you into your own land. It's what we were. It's who we were. 
Perhaps tonight it's who we are. The scattered. The Lord is reaching out to every person in some way. Trying to rest their heart. Work on their heart. Reaching out to take us and to gather and assemble us. And here it hinges on one thing, and that's repentance. The gathering and the assembling hinges on repentance. The heart of humanity is a crazy thing. How hard it can really be. Even though perhaps we'd claim it's soft and pliable. The Bible likens it to stone that needs to be worked on and replaced. Ezekiel 18, verses 30 and 31. Therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel, everyone according to his ways, says the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions, so that iniquity will not be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions which you have committed, and here it is, and get yourself a new heart and a new spirit. We know that forgiveness is the only way. It only comes through Jesus Christ. In Him, the Father gathers and assembles. Number two tonight, He washes and cleanses. Ezekiel 36, verse 25, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. We need the washing and cleansing of the Lord. More than we know, more than we would admit, deeper than we can see, we need the washing and the cleansing of the Lord. We need the work that only He can perform. When He gathers us and when He assembles us, He goes to work. He wants to wash us and He wants to clean us. That's His great desire in His heart. I'm thankful tonight that God doesn't leave us the way we were. He wants to beautify our lives. He wants to cleanse us and wash us. Romans 3, verses 9 to 18. What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands, there is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside, they have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb, with their tongues they have practiced deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood, destruction and misery are in their ways. 
and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. How many are thankful tonight that the Lord washes and cleanses? That He's working on us, that He cares enough to go after even the smallest imperfection according to the Spirit. That He's working on us. He cares that much. See, I'd be worried if God wasn't working on me. It's a beautiful thing that he is. He'll be working on us until we pass from this life, washing and cleansing us. Number three tonight, he takes the stony heart and gives a heart of flesh. Ezekiel 11, verses 19 and 20, Then I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within them, and take the stony heart out of their flesh, and give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. Ezekiel 36, 26 to 28, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. The divine surgeon and his living operation. The divine surgeon and his living operation. The Lord is working on people. The Lord is working on his people. He's working on those that he's gathered and assembled. Wash and cleanse his people. And he's working on his people to get the heart of stone out of them. He can give them a heart of flesh. To give them one heart, to put a new spirit within them, to take that stony heart out of our flesh and give us a heart of flesh. Ezekiel 36, verses 24 to 28, in the message it reads, For here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you out of all these countries, gather you from all over, and bring you back to your own land. I'll pour pure water on you and scrub you clean and give you a new heart, put a new spirit in you. I'll remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart that's God-willed, not self-willed. I'll put my spirit in you and make it possible for you to do what I tell you and live by my commands. You'll once again live in the land I gave your ancestors. You'll be my people and I'll be your God. When we get God's heart put in us, the heart of flesh that only he can give, things change. And we are no longer self-willed, but God-willed. And because of his spirit in us, it is made possible that we follow him. And that we're obedient to him. And that we listen to him. That we live by his commands. We live the kind of life he's called us to live and graced us with. All people have a stone heart that needs to be softened. And only God can do it. God works 
on our hearts. See, the stone-hearted man doesn't want to respond to God. The stone-hearted man doesn't want to be softened to the point where they give up and surrender. The stone heart fights for its independence. It fights to keep its strong walls. But God's working on stone hearts. What's the condition of our hearts tonight? Some come to understand that they need a new heart. But when the time comes for life-altering surgery, their flesh rejects the new heart. Some come to realize that they need God's heart. (laughs) They need the heart of stone taken out. And they need it replaced with the heart of flesh that only God can give. And so they sign up. But when it comes time to go into the knife, when it comes time to have life-altering, I want you to hear that tonight, life-altering surgery, they chicken out. Some run. They reject the new heart. When we look at our hearts, Let's ask the questions tonight of what substance, what makeup, what material, what matter. What's it made of? What does it feel like and look like? And what does it resemble? How's its beating? How's the response to the Lord? Who does it resemble? The crazy thing is that the Lord is dealing with free will. And that's a beautiful thing. He's dealing with living objects, and the Lord is dealing with the choosing of man. So he doesn't force us, but he comes to offer us our only hope at life. We have to choose. Our hearts may be right tonight, a heart of flesh. Or it may be that our hearts are stony. You know, even as the new heart the Lord gives us beats inside of us, we face a lot of things in this life that want to harden that heart. Even the new heart the Lord gives us can be hardened by the corrupt body it has been planted in. The surgeon did all things well in the heart. The flesh is perfect, but we know that there's this battle going on, yes, even in us, till the day we ultimately see the Lord face to face. The flesh wars against the spirit, the spirit wars against the flesh, and even for the Christian there are so many forces that want to come to harden our hearts, to harden our hearts towards the church. How many know that's not of God? To harden our hearts towards our brothers and sisters, harden our hearts 
toward the Lord, toward what's going on. However the enemy can work to get our hearts hard. You see, the Lord wants our hearts perfectly soft. But we got to choose it. And we have to continually lay our lives on the table, on the altar. And ask the Lord to keep our hearts soft. The truth here tonight, none of us are exempt from the pressures. We're all going to face things in our life, no matter who we are, no matter if we were born on the front pew, we've come to church all our life, or we've been saved just a few years, or a few days. We are all going to face things that come to harden the new heart God has given us, to get it to the place where it's stone. Heart against the Lord and all things godly. You can tell if you have a stony heart. Just push it off when the Lord comes to work on you. Pride, so many things. Reluctance, could be fear. Let's have the worship team return tonight. We have much to do with the outcome of this war. We are fighting on this side of eternity, the flesh, against the spirit. We do dictate and decide the outcome of that war. Until heaven's day, there is free will. That's a beautiful thing. Nobody forced you to come to church tonight. You're old enough. Your parents aren't dragging you to youth group. Kids class, shoving you in there, you're screaming. Or perhaps they bribe you with candy or Slurpees or whatever else. You've come on your own. We've all come on our own. We're making the decision to walk this out and to live with Jesus. See, there comes a day when it really is our decision. For some, that's all they've ever known. But for others, they've grown up in church and it's just been like, we go to church, and we go through the motions, and we act out the part, and we do all these things because we grew up in a Christian home. But the day comes when we have to decide for ourselves where mummy calling isn't going to get us to church anymore. Your mom bribing you with candy isn't going to get you to church anymore. Where the nagging isn't going to get you to open the book anymore. Where the choice is ours. And it's a beautiful thing. Free will. See, if God didn't give us free will and he came and he saved us and then we had no free will, what would we say about him? It's incredible that the one who is the first, the last, the beginning, and the end, the great almighty God, sovereign over all things, allows us to work out our own salvation. How many conversations are had against him and for him? 
how many things are said. What a gracious God. What a merciful God. What a faithful God. He's working with us. You know, we the gathered and assembled, the washed and the cleansed, We need to lay ourselves, our lives continually on the table, the altar before the Lord, asking him to keep our hearts soft. Every single one of us in this place. We need to wake up even daily and cry out, God, keep my heart soft. Because the truth is, people's hearts can turn to stone in one day. That quick. We think it's sometimes this long process where it takes years and hey, they finally got to the point where their heart is hard, but it's not true. Even the smallest little offense, even in a church, can cause someone's heart to turn to stone. Seeing people, the smallest little offense, the smallest little thing, and they've turned from the Lord. Walked away from all things good. We know how frail we are without the Lord and how weak we are without His help. If we're honest here tonight, we know how quickly our hearts can become hard-edged and form stony walls. I just want to encourage us all tonight, every single one of us, to keep our lives on the table before the Lord and to keep crying out and asking him every day Lord keep my heart soft broken heart and a contrite spirit he will not deny if you're here tonight and you've sinned and you think it's impossible would you cry out like David cried out create in me a clean heart oh God and renew a right and steadfast spirit within me that new heart that God put in you, he doesn't need to come and put a new heart in you again. He just needs to work on that heart that he put in you. He needs to soften it once again because that heart was meant to be a heart of flesh. Or perhaps you're here tonight and you've allowed it to become a heart of stone. You've chosen that by actions. Let's surrender tonight. Let's stand. The Lord's working on all of us and it's a beautiful thing. Let's just sing this out in closing tonight, and then we'll pray. If you're here, you need prayer for anything, we'd love to pray with you. You need to respond to the Lord. You're coming back to Jesus saying, Lord, I need a soft heart. Maybe you're coming in for the first time, crying out that that heart of stone would be taken out. Maybe you've already had that experience, or you did grow up in a Christian home, but now you're coming back to the Lord, and you're saying, my heart has got hard. That new heart you put in me, I want it to beat like it was supposed to beat. I want it to beat like it used to beat. I want it to look like it used to look and feel like it used to feel. I want it to work like it used to work. I want it to beat like it used to beat. And that is to the beat of the heart of God. I want it to resemble you, Lord. And if that's the cry of your heart, respond to the Lord right where you're at tonight. But if you need to come, there's power in responding. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, do not leave this place tonight without meeting with him. We lift this up. We love you, Jesus.